Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria. I'm riding solo on this nice six-game card. It's February 9th. It's a good day for some fantasy hoops, man. I'm looking forward to this crazy trade deadline that we're already going through. Already three massive trades. Deadline's Thursday, so who knows? Who knows what who knows what pops off while the you know the day that you hear this show? And maybe that will make us adjust our lineups a little bit more. But uh, we're going to jump straight into things. But a quick shout out to Thrive Fantasy, guys. Come prop up with us over there this NBA season. It is the number one daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. But with Thrive, you eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. How do you play? You choose 10 to 20 available player prop bets. Build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points to win your share of a prize pool. Thrive is over 50000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and has awarded over $6 million so far. Use promo code ETHOS, that is E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up, and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match on up to $100. Download Thrive in the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop today. So we have six interesting games, and this is an interesting slate, nonetheless. I mean, we have plenty of people that we can choose and opt to spend up on. Uh, we have many different routes that we can go. We got some players and protocols. We got some players hurt, and then we have some of the top tier matchups. I think that we want to see. Uh, normally, I would say that you normally want to see with like a Golden State Utah facing off, and we know we're missing some people over there. But we'll get we'll get to that game. San Antonio Spurs traveling to Cleveland, Cleveland taking on the Cavs here. We'll jump straight into the injury report and check this out for the Cavs. Darius Garland is questionable. Although I do believe he is going to play because it looks like they sent down Goodwin to the G League, making me think that they're most likely going to have him back in this one. And Laurie Markin and Colin Sexton both ruled out. And for the Spurs, Trey Jones and Lonnie Walker are both questionable. For a game total, we're looking at 217.5, Cleveland favored by six. We'll start off here with the Spurs. And anytime you start off with the Spurs, it all pretty much starts and ends with DeJounte Murray. Uh, looking at Murray. Yeah, I always, you guys probably heard me say, I love playing DeJounte Murray. He's one of my favorite guys to spend up on this NBA season, especially on slates where there's plenty of other options to spend up on. We have LeBron on this slate. We have Curry on this slate. Uh, we got Cat. He's probably, it's close, probably my second favorite slate to spend up on. Um, I'm really interested in Towns. We'll get to him later. But I think Murray gives you the concrete floor, the concrete ceiling that you're looking for. He's already dropped 60 DK points against Cleveland earlier this season. And it's a new team. You know, Cleveland's playing with Karis LeVert, so they're going to make some adjustments and still a very good defensive team. I'm not expecting LeVert to necessarily slow that down at all, but I do like me some DeJounte Murray. I don't think I'll be going to Portal. I don't, I don't love that price tag at 7,500. I'd rather leave others to play that. And I think anytime I'm looking at my good friend DeJounte Murray, I think I got to look at Derek White as the pivot off of him as well. Uh, in other lineups where maybe you're spending up on a different option or maybe you're going with you know, two different studs, whatever it may be. Uh, if Murray's in a good spot, White's in a good spot. It's just that simple, and you're getting the 4K discount. The only thing that you don't get with White is obviously uh, the same ceiling and the same floor. Both those guys are probably the only two options on San Antonio I'm looking at. I would opt to kind of forego everybody else. On the Cleveland side, Darius Garland coming in at 8-4. I, uh, I mentioned it already. I do think he plays. Knowing that they sent down uh, Goodwin to the G League makes me think that he is healthy enough to play. He's already missed four games. With the back injury, I'm expecting him back at 8,400. 
Yes, I know Karis LeVert's on this team. But that's still a little too cheap for Darius Garland. I don't expect this play to slow down at all. Maybe it loses a couple shot attempts, but this team's been starving for another offensive option. So I, I don't necessarily think it's going to go dip that much. A guy that normally shoots anywhere between you know, 14 to 20 shots, you're probably still looking at anywhere between 14 and 20 shots. I don't think that goes anywhere. Uh, Levert won't be handling the ball like he was in Indiana. It's still going to be Garland playing on ball most of the time. So 8,400, sign me up. I am good with some Gar- Darius Garland. Uh, he's also had a nice big game against his team earlier in the season where he put up 54 and a half DK points. Don't think I'm going to be looking at Levert. I think that 9K price tag, and keep in mind, he should be able to suit up, but there's always the caveat that he's not ready to suit up just quite yet. So uh, nonetheless, I'm not playing him at that 9K price tag. He's kind of priced up as though he was the ball handler in Indiana still. So I will opt to look elsewhere. And then I still think we can take shots at Kevin Love. I mean, this dude at 7,100. It feels like it's expensive for the amount of minutes he's been playing on a regular basis, but the dude has put up 40-plus in four straight games. Nonetheless, I think Kevin Love is probably my second-favorite option on this team. Prefer him over Mobley. Prefer him over Jared Allen. And if we do see Garland's out, we can go back to like a Rajon Rondo um, or even a Seti Osman. I prefer Rondo with the $900 discount, but both those guys would be in play. I think Seti's uh, probably going to play a little bit more off-ball, especially if Levert plays and Garland doesn't. Seti's probably not going to be in my player pool at all. On to the next game, Chicago Bulls traveling to Charlotte, taking on the Hornets for the Hornets. James Booknight is doubtful. Gordon Hayward has been ruled out for the foreseeable future. Jalen McDaniels remains out with that ankle sprain as well, and Cody Martin deal with Achilles soreness. And then for the Bulls, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Derek Jones Jr., Patrick Williams all rolled out. And as you guys know, uh, Ao Dasunmu has been put into the health and oh, I'm sorry, the concussion protocols. My fault on that one. Protocols though, either way. Uh, this game is a 234 and a half game total, and it is a pickup. So it has the highest game total available as of right now on the slate. And we know anytime people are going to get Charlotte, we have to have some interest. Now, the only issue is we have three guys priced over 9K for this team. That makes things a little bit tough. Uh, there's no doubt about it. If I had to prefer any one of these options over the other, it would probably, it's a tough call too. I, I think they're all in play. They all have the upside. They all got safe enough floors. I'm kind of shying away from Zach Levine at the moment. Uh, I prefer to play with play Big Vooch. He's actually been on a tear for better half of like three weeks. Um, and I mean tear, you know, going against two tough defenses in the last two where we've seen down games. We look at the easier matchups in the three prior games, a 70, a 64, to 45. This would be one considered uh, an easier matchup for him. So I do think that we can look at Big Vooch. And then DeRozan coming in at his price tag. He dropped 45 on this team a little bit earlier in the season. He's been on a little bit of a heater over the past two weeks. Don't think I'm going to go with as much DeRozan because now we're getting up that $9,600 price tag. I, I prefer to play Garland for 1200 less uh, if he ends up playing or trying to find my way up to DeJounte. But this is a fantastic matchup. I won't fault anyone for looking at anybody in this game, but I think I'll be leaning mostly big Vooch over there on that side of the ball. And I think we have to look at Kobe White uh, with AO out. He's going to probably play close to 30 minutes. He's going to have a little bit more ball handling responsibilities. Yes, Levine is there, and he will handle the ball plenty himself. Uh, but that's a good price tag and a great matchup. So I do think he's an absolutely rock-solid option that we can take a look at. Uh, and I wouldn't even rule out Matt Thomas. He only played 12 minutes in that last game against Phoenix. But we, we talked about it probably several times this season. There's one way that you can absolutely decimate the Charlotte Hornets team, and it's from the perimeter. And he is probably their best perimeter shooter. So... Keep those guys in your player pool. And then looking at the Charlotte team, with no Gordon Hayward, there is going to be minutes to go around. I think two guys that benefit the most would be P.J. Washington, Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, Both those guys are great options. Um, I think I'll be playing little shares of both of them. 
Uh, Lonzo coming in at 88. It's a good price tag for Lonzo. Or, I'm sorry, I'm saying Lonzo because he's going against his brother. Lamella at 88. It's a good price tag for him. I still think I prefer Garland ever so slightly. Uh, I think he's actually a pivot off of. I think Garland will probably draw a little bit more ownership. But this is a fantastic price tag for Lamella. Uh, when it's all said and done, he's probably going to be like my third or fourth favorite set on the slate. So it's really going to depend on how it shakes down. But as of right now, I think I'm going to have more exposure to a couple other Hornets like Ubre and like PJ Washington. And I don't think I'll end up with too much Terry Rozier or Miles Bridges. But again, this is a matchup you're going to want good exposure to. So I wouldn't fault anybody looking at either one of those guys. Like I said, it's it's not the greatest of the matchups, but we've seen Rozier drop 44 in this matchup earlier in the season. And that would be a boom for his price tag. Uh, so. They wouldn't fault you, but as of right now, they're not premier options. They're more of pivot plays and multiple lineup builds. Third game of the night, Toronto Raptors traveling to OKC to take on the Thunder. For the Thunder, Shea is ruled out along with Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Isaiah Roby, Aaron Wiggins, Mike Muscala. And then for the Raptors, everybody seems to be pretty good. That matters. Uh, everybody in the G League and then Goran we know is not with the team. Most likely going to be dealt by the deadline. 208 game total. Toronto being favored by nine and a half points. We'll start off here with the Raptors. I had plenty of shares of Siakam uh, in that last game against Charlotte. He did not disappoint with three straight 50 plus DK point games. He almost triple doubled. He was two assists away. Would have been nice if he got it. Uh, 9,400. Don't think I'll be spending up on him. I just think this is going to be a little bit of a cakewalk matchup. We know that OKC is doing their best to lose as many games as possible at this point. So, with that being said, I just don't feel like I'm going to be taking too many chances on a lot of these Raptors. I think they're all pretty much priced appropriately. Uh, Van Vliet coming in at 8-7. That's just an appropriate price tag. He's coming off of a little bit of a down game. Nonetheless, I think that's just fair for him. I prefer Garland for $300 less and what I expect to be a little bit more of a competitive matchup. So, I again, wouldn't fault you if you play anybody. It's just hard to have confidence. Like I'm definitely not playing two Raptors. And if so, you better feel confident in whoever you're running it back with on the other side of the ball. But for the most part, I'll probably be taking a hard pass on most of these Raptors just based on this matchup and not, not expecting to be uh, very competitive. And on the other side of the ball, their only guy that I'm genuinely interested in would be Lou Dort at 62. I've been playing a ton of Dort. He came back in that last one, took 21 shot attempts, and continues the role. So if you are playing a Raptor, he is the one guy that I would probably feel confident pairing it with. Uh, everybody else is kind of just chopping up minutes all around. Uh, no one's really grabbing hold of the usage outside of Dort. Fourth game of the night, Minnesota Timberwolves traveling to Sacramento. This should be another one of those fantasy-friendly games and matchups uh, that we're going to see of the night. As of right now, there is no injury report. Both teams on the second half of a back-to-back, there is no game total. Uh, but we know that these teams are playing actually tonight. And the game total is right around 233. So keep an eye on that. Straight-up rematch. Uh, I like the Cat in this matchup, and I still like him in this matchup. Sacramento struggled against opposing centers. I think 9,700 is just a little bit too cheap for Cat. You should probably be about 10-2. Uh, so sign me up. I am good with some Cat. And then I also like Patrick Beverly. Now, this game is going on at the moment as I'm recording this. So I don't know. I could check, but it's tougher to do when you're on a solo pod to be checking stuff like that in the middle of a podcast. don't want to give you guys any of that dead air. Uh, but I do think Patrick Beverly is in play at 5-1 as well. Those would probably be my two primary options. I like that D'Angelo Russell price tag. Um, I truly do. I think 7K is a little bit too cheap for what his upside is. And knowing that Halliburton is no longer on this team, David Mitchell, it, it remains to be seen. Does he guard a little bit more of Edwards or does he stick with a little bit more of, uh, of Russell? So I don't know how they're going to do that. we got to kind of watch this. This is one of those games where you're going to see a lot of information. Now, not all 
back-to-back games where you're facing the same team, they don't always end the same way. But you could get a decent idea of how their defensive rotations work. And that's the thing that's going to intrigue me the most. So I think Russell, I think Towns, and Beverly are all three of those guys are very, very much in play. On the Sacramento side of things, I mean, this is just – I'm not going to get in, I'm not going to get into the Halliburton stuff. Uh, Fox is going to start in this in tonight's game. He did play. Remains to be seen how many minutes, what his workload looks like. It is a back-to-back. But I don't have any interest in Fox at 77. I don't really love Barnes at 66. I think Mitchell is in play at 56. Uh, and then I think Rashawn Holmes. We're going to probably either start to see the minutes, I think, rise ever so slightly now that they're, their team's shaping out a little bit different. Um, don't expect to see Demonis Sabonis quite yet for this game. He's not even in our player pool uh, on the Kings team just yet. So without him playing, I think Holmes at 5K, he is in play. They're going to need his defense going against Cat. We know that. Targeting Cat with opposing centers can be profitable, but there is some risk associated with just knowing that Rashawn Holmes hasn't played big minutes over the past few games. So we really don't know what kind of workload he's going to see. So keep your eye on that. And then the the key piece would be Mo Harkless. Now, if Demonis Bonus is not available to play, Mo, Car- Mo Harkless has played 30-plus minutes in three straight games. I played a decent amount of them on tonight's slate. We'll see how that works out for me. But in all three of those games, the low was 25 DK points, and then he had two with over 39. So this is a good matchup for him. I do like me some Harkless. So for the most part, I'll be looking at Mitchell, Harkless, and then maybe uh, a slight tad of Sean Holmes. Mostly some some value plays, 5,600 or less. Not really spending up on anybody in here. So as you can tell, like I said, a very fantasy-friendly game, one that I'm going to have some decent exposure to. On to the next one, Golden State Warriors traveling to Utah. Two top defenses that have been, been anything but top defenses, knowing they're missing their two uh, defensive player of the year candidates with no Draymond and no Rudy Gobert. It's been a little up and down. But to the injury report, Demanja, Draymond, Iguodala, Clay Thompson, Gwendari Weatherspoon, James Wiseman, all rolled out. Kevon Looney is questionable. For the Jazz, Rudy Gay is questionable. And then Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles have both already been rolled out. This game looks like it is coming in at 223 game total. Utah being favored by three and a half points. So we already know that Clay Thompson will be resting on this game, which means uh, it's going to be a bump for Otto Porter Jr. It's going to be a bump for Jordan Poole. I think both those guys are very much in play. Uh, I don't mind looking at Steph Curry if you want to go that way. I think I still prefer some of those other guys I mentioned over him. It is Steph Curry. He looks like that slump is is finally over. It looks like we've seen the, the last of it. Uh, but we got to keep an eye firmly on our man, Kevon Looney, because if he sits – we're most likely going to see some point one, or I'm sorry, center Juan Toscano Anderson. And at 3,500, he'd be coming in as a chalker, chalkier value play. Uh, they'll need somebody to man that front court. So absolutely think that Juan Toscano would be in play if Looney sits. And then I think I'll be looking at Poole and Porter Jr. as well. Uh, Wiggins is, has a good rock solid price tag. Don't get me wrong, but it's just I, I think he's looking at probably about a 35 DK point upside, and that would be paying it off. We'd be interested in that. Uh, but we also know he's got a, some rock solid dodds uh, downside in there as well. I think Pool at 58 feels a little bit safer, but that's where Wiggins comes in as the GPP play because I can guarantee you that Pool will draw more ownership over Wiggins, but Wiggins has that safer floor than compared to Pool. But Pool, I think, is upside in this matchup would be slightly higher. So again, I'll recap it. I'll be looking at Porter Jr. I'll be looking at Juan Toscano if we see Looney's out. Those would be my two premier options. Wiggins and GPPs, pool probably a little bit safer. I'm sorry, pool and GPPs, Wiggins a little bit safer in cash. Uh, on the Utah side of things, Donovan Mitchell coming in at 8,600. I had 
too much Mitchell in that last one, and I was okay with that. Uh, finished up with 58 DK points. He was my favorite play of the night on that slate. Going against the Knicks, looked fantastic. We talked about it when he was uh, facing Brooklyn. He only played 22 minutes because of the blowout, but he shot 8 of 10. This dude is, you wouldn't be able to tell that he was even in a protocol. He looks fantastic. Uh, 8,600, he, he comes into the likes of guys like Van Vliet. Uh, that's where his comparison is. I think a lot of people will probably be deciding between those two players if they're in that price range, uh, even Lamelo Ball, uh, and then probably even a little bit of Garland. Now, if I had to rank those four guys, also, we don't know if Garland's playing. I would most likely rank them in order of Garland, Mitchell, Lamelo, Van Vliet, probably like that. It's really, t- it's really tough when it gets to Lamelo and Mitchell because I think they both have the higher upsides, but Lamelo's probably more likely to hit that upside. Probably one of the only options I'm really looking at. I just don't know how they're going to be running out. Uh, Azabuki, just knowing that they're going to probably go a little bit smaller in this matchup. Uh, we saw him start over Whiteside again in that last one, but they're pretty much chopping up the minutes fairly close to 50-50 at this point. Take a look at Clarkson. It's one of those matchups where we could see him thrive off the bench roll. But for the most part, I think I'm just going to be looking at Donovan Mitchell in some of my lineups, not even all of them, uh, just because there is a lot of options at that range. And... If you want to look at Azubuki, even in limited minutes against this team, he's put up 24 DK points over the past three games, minimum upside of 30. And that last one, we had a 7-14 game with three blocks. I'm worried about the size a little bit, but at 4K, there's, we've mentioned a couple decent value plays, but a lot of them are caveat value plays. We need to know who's playing. So if you don't get the injury news to fall the right way, uh, it is one of the later games of the night where maybe we just don't have it. I don't mind throwing a couple shares of them out there. Final game of the night, L.A. Lakers traveling to Portland, taking on the Blazers. We'll start off here with the Lakers. Actually, we'll start off here with the injury report. We don't have one. Uh, both teams, second half of a back-to-back. And then as far as a game total, we don't have that either. But this feels like a game where the Lakers can actually win. <laughs> uh, they've been playing pretty pretty rough as of late. We've seen them. Uh, but we know this Portland team has pretty much fully entered uh, decimate tank mode. And on the second half of a back-to-back, there's one guy I have interest on on the Lakers, and that would simply be Anthony Davis at 10-1. Uh, I don't mind shares of Malik Monk ever. 6K is a rock-solid price tag for how well this guy's been playing. The shot attempts continue to be there for him. I think we have better 6K plays on the slate already that we've talked about, but those are probably the only two guys I'm really interested in. And then for Portland, Ben McLemore at 43. He's a, a probably one of my no-doubter value plays I'll have a good shares of. I think he flew under the radar a little bit tonight with all the news. A lot of people probably gravitating towards Anthony Simons, which I don't fault you there. But you're getting a guy that will have, I wouldn't say similar usage, but good usage, good shot attempts, and good minutes for 3K less. So I took Ben McLemore mostly tonight. We'll see how that turns out for me. But I wouldn't fault you if you want to look at Simons either. Those are the two main guys I'm looking at in this matchup. And that's probably where I'll draw the line. It would just be Simons and just Macklemore. Uh, Winslow at 45, the price tag starting to get up there. He did draw the start. I kind of want to see how many minutes he plays. If he ends up playing 30-plus minutes, he would fall into play as well. But that brings us home on the entire slate now, the most fantastic part and the fabulous part and everyone's favorite part is always the player tier. So we'll break down some of these player tiers for you guys. When I say we, I mean me. I just got to talk to myself in, in the third person as though there's somebody else here with me to keep myself sane. Now looking at the top tier expensive studs of the slate, give two because I'm by myself. DeJounte Murray at 10-6. 
He's right under LeBron, second highest priced guy on the slate. And now this is where it gets tough because I do like Towns, but I also want to keep my options open. And there are some of these AK guys that we could take a look at. I do like Darius Garland as well at 8-4 if he plays. So we'll go with Darius Garland at 8-4. Um, the caveat that he actually suits up and plays is one. Uh, and if he doesn't, we'll go with Donovan Mitchell at 8-6. Keep in mind, you got some decent value. So I haven't quite finished building. We got to see how the news falls, but it might be one of those nights where instead of maybe paying up on the 10K guy, you roll out three of these 8K plus guys. Mid-tier, a couple of decent options that we have mentioned. But I think ultimately it's going to come down to how your builds are. I mentioned Derek White if I'm not playing lineups with uh, my good man over there, DeJounte Murray. So I don't mind looking at Derek White. I think that's a rock-solid concrete option. And then I think it's tough based on the, what we've seen in the past, the whole Kelly Oubre thing. Uh, the usage should be there for him. 5600 feels like it's appropriate price tag, so I don't feel like I'm really getting a discount. So I don't know if he's the guy that I'm really gravitating towards. I think it might be somebody like Kobe White at 51. Uh, he's also in that range. So we'll go with Kobe White at 51, knowing that AO is sitting this one out and he should see significant minutes. And then the value, with all the value that we have talked about, and there is plenty of it. But who do I see myself having the most shares of as of the time I'm recording this right now? Well, that would most likely probably, I think, Ben McLemore, 4,300. Don't think that role is getting taken away from him until some more bodies get over there. And now keep in mind, maybe we do see the bodies get over there in time. Uh, we, don't, we don't know that for certain. But I think that's a good price tag and somebody that I think is rock solid, concrete, will get shot attempts, will play no matter what the game scenario kind of happens and what goes on there. Uh, I definitely think he's a good option for us to take a look at. And the other value play, I would say, if Ludi's out, Juan Toscano-Anderson, just because he's almost stone minimum, you know, pretty much the only center left on the roster. So you'd have to get significant run. Not a high-usage guy in any way, shape, or form, but just a guy that will have to trip and fall into value no matter what happens. Uh, and would probably be like a free square. Oh, printer looks like it's going off. Apologize. Don't know why I did that. I think that's actually the girlfriend playing a prank on me in the other room, being able to print stuff from her phone. She's been obsessed with it. Uh, nonetheless, back on track here. Uh, the next option, next value play, if we see that Looney plays and we're not looking at Juan Toscano-Anderson. Probably so many. I'm, I'm, I'm torn on two here. Mo Harkless at 38 is a guy I played plenty of shares of tonight. Uh, and if I don't go with Mo Harkless... Again, if we don't see that Garland plays, I would say Rondo. So there's a lot of that like 4K-ish type value. I don't think we need to look at guys like Kaminga. I don't think we need to look at you know any of those other kind of like Trey Mans. I think all those guys are going to be out of my player pool for the night. And I'll just stick to the value that I know I have. All right. That brings us home. That's the solo slate for you all. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Now. We're not getting out of here just yet because, you know, I always like to give out a couple Thrive Fancy picks. Make sure you go download Thrive in your App Store or your Play Store. And make sure you, when you sign up, you use that promo code HOOPBALL. I'm sorry, ETHOS. Still getting used to this. E-T-H-O-S. Uh, HOOPBALL is if you're going over there on my bookie, which you should also check out. Make sure you do it. Uh, but we will go with a couple of decent options here. I like that Gary Trent Jr. line at 23.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Seems like it's a rock solid one. There's a couple easy ones, like you know, looking at that LeBron James man. Six and a half assists feels very doable, but we'd probably need this Portland game to stay relatively close. So 
you know, it's a hundred even. And I think, I think it's the game total and the game spread. That's going to make that seem like it's a little bit more questionable. Uh, but I do think those are probably my two favorite. Now give me a follow on Twitter at Mike Patria, M I K E A P O T R I A thumbs up, five star rate and review wherever you listen to this iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. If you subscribe, you get the notification right away. We will be back tomorrow. Harris will be on. We'll be, we'll be crushing that Thursday slate for you guys. As always, take care. Let's go crush the GPP.